Greetings and welcome to another episode of The Common Passenger, where we talk all things international. I'm your host, Betka, but don't worry, Tono is making sure nothing goes according to plan this evening. We decided to pull a little surprise on you and our dear guest. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce Andrew Borman, self-proclaimed Mr. Worldwide, who spent almost a year in our homeland, Slovakia. How did you? Hello, thanks for having me. It's good to have you here. Let's get uh, straight to first question. Why did you decide to leave Ohio for a tiny little country deep in Central Europe? Well, uh, Slovakia was actually my second ISA traineeship. I guess it started several years ago when I Googled uh, international internships because uh, Ohio, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad place, but it gets boring after a little while. And uh, I wanted to see something different. So uh, several years ago, I ended up in Brno, Czech Republic, uh, right across the border, maybe hour and a half by train from Bratislava. And uh, I liked it so much that I wanted to come back to Central Europe again. What did you know about Slovakia before you come here? I'd like to think at least a bit more of my friends than my friends back home, since uh, when I told them I was headed to Slovakia, I got the response like, oh, you're going to Czechoslovakia. Or the, also the occasional, oh, you're going to Slovenia. Um, but honestly, it's not really something that you hear about at all in the U.S. Did you see the film Hostel or maybe Eurotrip? You know that uh, very few films about Slovakia? I did after I was in Slovakia and somebody made a reference to that. But uh, before then, I was pretty much uh, running on zero knowledge before I came to Central Europe. What was your arrival to Slovakia like? That must be a long way across the ocean. Yeah, I was, uh, I remember I was pretty out of whack. Uh, you have to make multiple transfers usually, and the, the time zones are six hours different, so not, not exactly friendly, and it takes a day or two to get accustomed. He's lying. He also almost uh, forgot to, take, to get off a bus and could have ended up somewhere in Budapest or something. Yeah, you can tell us about it more. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Was, I, I knew I flew into Vienna Airport and took a bus from there. And I knew as soon as I stepped off, uh, Tono and Jakob were waiting for me right there. I'm not sure if that one went on to Budapest or not, but may, maybe if they hadn't been there, I would have found out. Who knows? Oh, we were on the on, on the stop before that, on like in the entrance to Bratislava, but you missed the stop. So we were chasing you down. Oh, wait, yeah, because I got off at the main bus station. Yeah. I'll, I'll pretend that was my plan all That was totally my plan all along. I don't know what you're talking about. What job did you come to here to do? So I worked as a web developer for a small company called Odizio. Uh, the specialty was uh, online shops and online shop optimization. And so I did more or less everything uh, in the web development realm. Well, except for the actual like graphic design part. So I did, you know, server side coding, front end, front end coding, maybe even more you, honestly. Did you find your job uh, exciting? Yeah, well, it was great in that we had a, a lot of variety of things to do and things to work on. And uh, I was grateful that it, it's easy if you have an intern who's not so experienced to just throw them on, you know, super boring routine projects. In, uh, in my first ISA traineeship, I got stuck uh, fixing the English on the company's website for a while. 
but uh, this time it was great in that I got an actual good variety of projects and actually feel more experienced at the end of the year. Was it a difficult job for you? Oh, at times, yeah, because there's a lot of different technologies you work with, and some of them you just kind of get thrown into a project and you say, okay, just read over the documentation and basically learn how this works in a few days. So it was at times, but it was also nothing I couldn't do. What were your colleagues like? Oh, they were very friendly. Uh, Adult? <laughs> oh, no, they, they, were, uh, they were happy to have me. Uh, what else can I say about them? They, uh, they brought drinks in sometimes. And uh, most importantly, uh, we had a cat. We had Zoli, uh, who was the, the best co-worker. Not, not to uh, not to front anybody else, but it's uh, it's agreed upon fact there. Can you imagine working in Slovakia for longer than one year? I could, and it was uh, on the table almost. Uh, when, when I started uh, hunting for jobs uh, last year, I was considering staying for longer. Uh, eventually, I found a job in Brno instead. But if the circumstances were different, then yeah, I could totally see myself uh, working there a while longer. Was your lack of uh, Slovak language knowledge a problem when you were communicating with the uh, natives? Mm, sometimes. Uh, anybody who's like somewhat young at least knows some English uh, enough to get by. And generally people who don't really know English are people I don't really have business talking to. I almost wish it was uh, worse so I had a better excuse to actually learn Slovak. But as it stood, I rarely had issues. Do you think Slovakia is an expensive country, for example, for you, like from USA? No, not at all. It's uh, not, not quite as, uh, as it's portrayed in Eurotrip, sadly. But uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, I mean, Ohio is one of the cheapest places in the U.S., and it's uh, moderately cheaper than that. I lo love the uh, dinner menu and uh, getting a nice meal for four or five euros every lunch. Uh, you came here in uh, February of last year. Did you manage uh, to enjoy normal life for a bit? Uh, yeah, for about a month. Uh, everything was great. Uh, I, I met all the ISA members. We went out. We did things. Uh, I even did a weekend trip to Serbia. Uh, it, was a, it was a whole month of uh, freedom before uh, the world ended. Where have you been when the pandemic started? Well, I was, uh, actually, I guess people started getting nervous while I was still in Serbia and Bulgaria. And I, uh, I had a little bit of a scare too, considering, uh, I stayed in a hostel with a guy from Italy who was right from one of the regions, uh, where it was badly hit. And then I started getting a cold and getting a cough after I came back. So I, I had to send that, that hostel a panicked email asking, were you guys infected? But, uh, no, it, it turned out I was just fine for a good while, at least. When it was safe to travel again, even locally in Slovakia, what places did you visit? Well, for a while it was either impossible or not really practical to travel abroad. So I did do a lot of like day trips in Slovakia. I went to like uh, Trnava, I went to uh, Trenčín, uh, I went to Nitra. Uh, I was there. Yeah, Tono came along with me. That was great. Uh, 
we we went and visited Shanyo in some random village. That was uh, one of my favorite trips, maybe. Do you even remember it? I do actually. I I didn't have a uh, quite that much palanca, but yeah, I was almost grateful in a way because those were places I probably wouldn't have visited if things were open normally. And I'm I'm glad I got the chance to explore a little bit closer. Very important question. How do you enjoy Slovak cuisine? It, it's true that I can get a little bit sick of it after a while because you know it's it's very heavy and not super complex. But it's just it's cozy. It's it reminds you of home. Uh, you know, lots of nice uh, meat and potatoes, and I I really miss breeds of Alushki so much. But between that and goulash uh, are my two of my biggest passions in life. And I, I can't wait until I get to have some again. And what about drinks? Well, drinks are a bit more of a mixed bag. I I appreciate the variety. Uh, some some of that stuff like uh, Slivovica, uh I'm not a huge fan of, uh, to put it mildly. But you can get quality beer, quality wine, quality uh, spirits of literally anything. So I, I think there's something for everybody there. Yeah, I hear that you're a big fan of beer and uh, your favorite one is the Slovak beer. Would you tell us uh, why exactly you think our beer is better than, uh, for example, Czech Republic or Germany? Um, who wrote this question? <laughs> oh, you know who did. Of course. Um, I mean, I wasn't prepared to answer with the name of a Slovak beer. So awkward. I mean, uh, but you still uh, agree that you think that Slovak beer is superior? Um, I'm I'm safely far away enough to say that. I guess yes, if you consider Moravia Slovak. Okay, we will cut everything out except for the yes part. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a bit of a problem regarding drinking. What do you think about drinking culture of Slovakia? Well, uh, I mean, I guess I've seen it both ways. Uh, personally, I never had an issue with it, considering, I guess, I the, the charitable way is to say I know my limits. The uncharitable way is uh, I can't handle hangovers, so I don't drink a ton that often. Yeah, so, sometimes it's uh, I can see, like, especially students, or also, like, older people get carried away. It's a little bit depressing to to see that, like you know, social life uh, requires that to function. I mean, is it really a problem if we are enjoying it? <laughs> well, yeah, it gives lots of opportunities to hang out. Like you know, I I can go out in town and I can hang out with people for an entire evening, not spend too much money, have a good time. Uh, for those who can uh, control their health and their finances, it's uh, It's pretty great. Otherwise, uh, not so much. What kind of people did you meet here? Would you consider Slovaks are friendly? Yeah, especially after a few drinks. I mean, uh, Slovaks and Central Europeans in general don't really fit into the American definition of friendly because they're not, you know, coming at you with a big smile and asking you how your parents are doing or whatever. But it. Like Americans can mistake them for unfriendly, unfriendly because they uh, don't really wear their emotions on their face. But I consider uh, 
Slovak's good friends and I've actually had fairly easy time talking to them, you know, meeting at a bar or whatever. So overall, yeah, I'd say I'd say Slovaks are friendly people and uh, definitely great hosts for somebody like me. Now I have uh, Tono's uh, favorite question. Are Slovak girls the most beautiful in the world? Usually when asked this question, I just say yes, because or rather hide the that I can't hardly tell the difference between Slovak girls and Polish girls and Ukrainian, etc. Now let's talk about the experiences that you might not remember fully, but Tono remembers uh, as if it was yesterday. Did you manage to get into any EST events? Uh, well, there was that uh, quiz event we had at one point, like less than uh, a month after I got there, which I ended up winning, which was strange because a, uh, half the quiz was in Slovak. That was one of my shining achievements because they had some like quiz on everybody's presentations and on how IST worked, and I won the quiz despite half the questions being in Slovak. Uh, what did you win? Uh, I had like a, a few assorted chocolate bars and some IST merch that I guess was left over in the office. Uh, what else happened? What do you even consider an IST event? Ah, uh, just just start talking about anything. Unlike uh, IST Bosnia, you guys never invited me to the national conferences, which I didn't belong to anyways. But you know, uh, more Ivan weekend. You can talk about that one. Oh yeah, that was uh, the Moravian weekend. Was like uh, that was the second time I was there. Actually, it's uh, it's always fun. What do you mean the second time? Well, I was there from my Berner internship uh, three years ago. I guess two years before that. It was cool because uh, I still knew some of the Bruno members and I, I got to see them again. And of course, uh, it's uh, it's split between the day where you, uh, I don't know, it must have been like a 30 kilometer bike ride around the countryside, go see all the... I fell in like the first kilometer. Yeah, that was hilarious. That's my achievement. Well, that was, uh, you, you weren't doing great after that first night where you I, I questioned, I questioned your uh, decision on getting on that bike in the first place. Yeah, I don't like bicycles. Yeah, and you, didn't you tell me like as you were getting on, you're like, oh, I haven't ridden a bicycle in like ten years or something like that. And uh, let me tell you, I haven't ridden bike since <laughs> that time. Well, yeah, because uh, you got off lucky this last time. But yeah, it's uh, that, that's kind of just how that trip is designed. You're uh, you're locked into wine well. Not that first night. The second night, they lock you in a wine cell and basically give you a free run of the place. And you can have whatever you want from there. But you're also supposed to have it together enough during the day to go on a bike ride and go see the gardens of that mansion there. Truly something for everyone. What is the place in Slovakia that you wanted to visit the most? And again, there is only one right answer, and that's the story of uh, a visit to Horny Bar. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, as soon as I found that on uh, on the map, I knew there was no choice but to go there. And I was, uh, you know, I was looking at the bus schedules. Like, am I really going to spend an entire full day that I could be doing something productive, taking like a three hour bus ride there just to be in some random village and take a picture in front of the sign and leave? And I was fully committed to that until uh, we decided to go on that road trip to Budapest. 
and it was more or less on the way. And obviously, you're at least as enthusiastic as I was to go there. I have never heard before about it, so I had to jump onto an opportunity. What was the Budapest like? What was it like? It was a... I don't remember much myself. <laughs> well, we, we went to that Palenka Tasting Museum, so that could uh, that could explain things. Oh, it, it was fine. You know, we we're really cultured people. Yeah, yeah, we stayed... Museums are our passion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't love Betka. That's true. Why? Hey, we... Uh, Drew, can you name all of the museums that we were to? Did we go to any other than the Palenka Museum? Oh, you're lying. Oh. What about the, the Warsaw Museum of Vodka? Oh, if we're counting other trips, then yes. <laughs> there aren't any more worthy museums in Budapest, I don't think. Uh, okay, I have one other, another question. What surprised you most when you come here? What surprised me most? Well, uh, the way things happened that they did surprised me. And uh, I, I guess I was surprised I got to stick around. I uh, I kind of figured that at some point I would uh, have to go back to the U.S. and the, the company would decide, to, oh, it's not worth keeping people here during the pandemic. But uh, I actually got to stick around. And even more surprisingly, I didn't have a horrible year overall. Like, of course, there were... That's because of me. Oh, yeah, thank you, Tono. But yeah, was, you, you were there when... Uh, when I needed an adventure and didn't care about uh, the quality of said adventure. Oh, that's the best way to put it. Well, I mean, I'm not calling the Pentagon uh, not a quality destination or anything, but... Oh, yes. T -t -tell, tell us more about it. Um, what is Pentagon and why is it... For our listeners, it's not that Pentagon. Nope. It is uh, the much more important uh, Pentagon in Bratislava, which is, uh, I guess, uh, way out in one of the one of the outer districts of Bratislava, uh, like five apartment blocks in a pentagonal shape. Well, maybe apartment blocks is uh, too kind of a term. But it's uh, it's uh, generally uh, not the safest place to be in the city. Did we, did we get a picture of you amongst like used needles and whatever, Tono? I'm not sure it was there. I mean, I don't know. But we saw some, some really nice people there. Uh, the atmosphere is pretty great. Yeah, it was great. I, I, would, I would recommend. Uh, yeah, j just take somebody local with you. And leave your wallet at home. Is there something that you want from Slovakia in USA? Uh, Halushki. Uh, goulash. Uh, functioning trains. Gulash is actually not Slovak food. Yeah, you, you can find uh, everywhere in Central Europe has their uh, own take on it. And most of them will also claim that they invented it first. And n none of it in its proper form made it to the US. There's something we call goulash, but it's nothing like it. And honestly, not that great either. Is it deep fried? Sadly, no. I said not that great, so obviously it's not. <laughs> But yeah, answers goulash and also functioning trains. So I, I know uh, y'all like to harp on Slovak railways, and they, they are delayed more often than not. But at least you can take them and go places, which is uh, an improvement. 
And for example, what do you missed in Slovakia from USA? Uh, always the stupidest things. Always like the absolute worst fast food possible. Like uh, there's, I lived uh two minutes from a Domino's pizza, so I could uh I could satisfy some of my uh bad American food cravings. I missed like uh Arby's or some of the other, you know, weird weird fried stuff. And I guess also my friends and family. How did you survive COVID here? Well, uh, for probably the majority of the year, I was working from my dorm room, which uh, I guess it wasn't horrible, but wasn't really fun either. Uh, it was easy to spend the day in kind of a stupor and not really do anything. Uh, usually at any point I could find people to go and do something with at least uh whether it be ISA people or later in the year Erasmus people uh that that did end up catching up to me and I did end up catching it uh and that that mostly just meant uh stuck for two weeks in that dorm room which was honestly the punishment for not being smart but overall it could have gone much worse I have a note here, like Finsky Dich. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh no. It's it's the time to tell about your your promise that you have to fulfill. I was I was very unsuspecting. Uh, I was probably only there a few weeks at that point uh, before getting dragged to that place. What was it called again? Uh, we are not gonna give them free advertisement. Yeah, you're right. But it's called Nebra. It's in Bratislava. They, they they deserve the opposite of that, if anything. But they they have a, a bunch of uh, fun cocktails. Uh, the most fun of which is uh, Finsky D Finnish breath, which is basically just pure eighty percent grain alcohol with also a little bit of like is peach. I think it's it was lemon, lemon liquor, something like that. A bare minimum to give it a flavor that's not 100% alcohol. Uh, like this is stuff you can and they did set on fire. And that night we ended up splitting a a bottle. I think I had like a third of a bottle of that amongst a, a whole bunch of other drinks. And that was uh, one of the more interesting nights of uh, last year and the rest of my life also. But uh, I guess the other part of uh, Nebra is that they have this uh, diploma they give if you uh, finish like 10 of their special cocktails, of which uh, Finsky Beak is one. And I guess the others are similarly horrifying. I'm pretty sure the way it works is that the barman can choose the drinks. So he just makes it impossible to drink all of them because he will just pour more alcohol inside. Any of you guys successfully completed the bet? Uh, I think somebody told that they know somebody who did. But I'm not sure that person exists or survived. Somebody has heard of somebody. Well, uh, against any judgment at all, I, I sit out, come back, and I'd get my diploma. And then I guess that place had closed for the rest of the year because of COVID. And... Uh, I foolishly got myself a job in Brno now, so I guess at some point I'll have to show up and make good on my promise. 
Well, uh, I, I think of it as like a final test of uh, what I learned over my year in Slovakia. If, uh, if I can't do that, then I probably can't survive in Central Europe and should. Where are you now, man? What, what, what are you doing? I am in uh, Belgrade, Serbia. And uh, it's been a, a strange last several months. Uh, I got employed by uh, a company in Brno, the one that I did an ISD internship for several years ago. And I've been working for them remotely since January. Uh, and since then, I was in the U.S. Uh, problem is, it's really annoying to work from the U.S. because six hours time difference. And thankfully, they didn't make me get up at 3 a.m. my time. But I still only had half the day to actually talk to my coworkers. So uh, I waited around and I waited until April in the U.S. so I could get vaccinated there. And uh, once I was uh, all chipped up and everything, uh, I was ready to go to Czechia, but of course they still wouldn't let Americans in. So uh, I came to the next best place, and I've been uh, traveling the Balkans since then, for almost two months now. Are you surviving well in there? Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anything to complain about. Uh, well, it's a little bit chaotic, but... People are friendly. Uh, the weather's nice, mostly. If some of your friends in the U.S. ask you, tell me something about Slovakia, I want to go there, what you will tell them? Well, maybe I'd tell them what the people in Slovakia asked me when I came there, like, why Why are you here? <laughs> 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 it's a, as a tourist destination, it's good for nature, I think. The, the Tatras are amazing. Uh, I would absolutely recommend that. If, uh, if you want to go to cities and enjoy city life, there are better places. But uh, definitely, there, there's a good variety of nature in a, a small place. And I suppose that's what I could recommend. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about your trip to, to visit Shania? What were the locals like? Because it's a very small village where he lives. The locals, well, I have no evidence that they're not all related in that village. Because uh, he like lived in one end and he was at his grandma's house where we met him on the other end of the village. And there were like, I don't know, dozens of people there coming and going. Like, oh, these are my aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever. I assume that's normal village life. And uh, not one of them spoke English except for Shanyu, of course. Uh, one one of them spoke a bit of German, so we attempted to communicate, but uh, that that was of no consequence. Uh, when when the Palenka showed up, uh, there, there was no barriers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and we we understood each other perfectly. But I don't know. It was it was great. The, the hospitality is really something else. Because uh, I don't know if I was. Uh, random Slovak villager and some American showed up, just decided to go sit in my backyard. And the the occasion was like uh, his uncle's birthday or his uncle's friend's birthday. Yes, and it also was the second day, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, Shania himself was, was pretty <laughs> pretty out of the place. Yeah, he, he was uh, hanging, hanging in by a thread there. That, that gave us uh, all the more opportunity to... Uh, Meet the locals, I suppose. I'm uh, well, I, I feel bad bringing this back to the same topic again, but 
uh, he, he was talking about that village later on having a Kotlikovi goulash competition. And, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I, I was really hoping to, to go back and visit and see that, especially since he told he told uh, about how uh, how fun that was taking ice stand was there a year before. Well, not now he has to invite you the next year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, th this is a, a direct call out. I can't believe that we are talking about alcohol all the time and we didn't mention Tatra tea. Ooh, I love Tatra tea. Actually, I had some a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the ISA Bosnia members uh, mysteriously was able to acquire a bottle. I got to relive the days. I don't know. It's it's like tea, except also uh, it's not at all. You are not helping the case. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. it. It tastes like everything all at once, but not in a bad way. Well, it's a tea leaker. That's the official description. Yeah, you get it in like ten billion different varieties. Actually, the entire time I was there, I think I only tried like three of them. So I, I don't think I even did a very good job at that. But I, I drank the original every chance I got. We we went to Poland at least. That was interesting. Well, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, we went to uh, Krakow. We went to Warsaw. Um, I feel bad talking about drinking. Uh, it's okay. That's all we do. Oh, we, we met... Uh, we ended up drinking at one of the fanciest hotels in Warsaw because of a, a nice Swiss guy we met. Oh, yes. Have you seen his Instagram stories? He's going to be back there in like 10 days. Is he? Yeah. And you're, you're going to be there to greet him, right? Uh, I sure hope so. Not sure, but uh, I'm, I'm, I might try. I, I believe you. We wandered around. We uh, went to some weird circus kids show. And we almost got roped into something very uncomfortable before we left. Don't you remember that? Oh, I do. I just, I, I remember it, but I wish I didn't. The part of me almost was, like, there, there was this vacant lot that we were walking by. And we looked in and there was, like, I guess it wasn't vacant. There was, like, a little fire pit and there was a little, like, ramshackle hut there. And it, there was a, a few people there and they were, like, handing out these little programs so for no reason at all we just kind of go in there and we take them and we look at it it's like children's songs in polish and so we we hang out there a few minutes we take pictures uh, and we leave but i guess the idea is we could have stayed there and we could have sat around the fire and we could have sang children's songs in polish yeah that, that would be weird but hey we met yes the people there they were nice Oh yeah, we did too. We uh we hung out by the riverbank, as uh, as one does. Did you plan to visit more countries when you when you were coming to Slovakia? Oh yeah, I was gonna. I mean, I don't know. I I visited a, a good amount of European countries by far, but I was hoping to have a a good portion of the map checked off by the end of the year. I wanted to go to to Portugal. I wanted to go to UK. I wanted to. UK is not in Europe. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they were last year, though. Oh, you missed your opportunity. Yeah, I, I can't go there anymore. They're uh, in the ocean, uh, Atlantis or something now. But yeah, uh, 
my, my Balkans trip is making up for it right now, but I was going to see a, a good portion of the Balkans there. So it was, uh, it was a bit disappointing. But also, uh, I compensated to some degree. We saw plenty of other places, both around Bratislava, around Slovakia. And, uh, I, I even went to uh, Croatia with a good friend of mine in September. So that was uh, actually not a bad year overall. I think that's about all our dear listeners should know. Also, our time is out. Thank you so much for coming, Drew. I really appreciate that. Hey, thanks for having me. I uh, look forward to being back in Slovakia sometime. What a legend. My name is Betka and together with Tono, we'll see you in the next one. Don't try to recreate adventures we told you about. We're all professionals here. Stay safe. Bye-bye.